thing. It, well, if you, because like sugar, I think makes sugar you, dun, 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 dun. makes you more thirsty, right? Yeah, I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't think. Cool. Okay. I don't think you not, eat a lot of sugar or drink not, a lot not, of sugar. I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. I had to replay Bloodborne, dude. Fuck. I know. I was thinking the same thing, actually. Took me two seconds to look at these bosses and go, yep, I need to redo that. So, guys, Jay, are you okay for me to introduce the episode very quickly? Okay. So, on the off, Jay was like, we on should the off. episode on Bloodborne bosses. Uh, sorry, well, Dark Souls bosses. And I said, well, let's do Bloodborne bosses, because we've both finished that one. So, lo and behold, here we are. We're going to try something new. We're going to do an episode purely based on Bloodborne bosses. Jay, how do you feel about going through areas as well? Sure. Cool. I mean, it's it's difficult because I feel like I haven't played it in a long time, but we'll try. And you've you've actually done more than I have, so you're probably a lot more knowledgeable about it than I am. Sure. Well, I mean, we'll see how we get the Chalice, on. You've done the Chalice Dungeon and the DLC, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah I, I've just done the main game. I did the game before any of that was even available. So Sure. Jay, you say that, though, but you remember Dark Souls fairly well, and that was an older game. <sighs> yeah, I feel like... It's funny, Bloodborne was memorable, but it, I, don't, I feel like Dark Souls was more memorable. Interesting. Very just very interesting. slightly. I feel like I remember the beginning of Bloodborne a lot, but the middle was a bit of a blur. Okay, all right. There's, like, certain areas where I'm like, oh, I remember that. Like, Rom the... Is it Rom the... Vacuous? Vacuous spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that one. I, I remember that area pretty vividly. Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, let's and see how the, we get um, on. Let's see how we get on with it. Mikalash. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go from the top, Jay. So I don't know if you've got a list, but I've got IGN's bosses, blood blossers. Just give me the list. Blossers, blah blah blossers, blah 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 blah. So let's just hit it off, okay? Let's get into it. Boss number one, Jay. Technically an optional boss. The Cleric Beast. Okay. You remember the Cleric Beast? Yes. I mean, you should. It's I pretty memorable. Give me a second. This this IGN list is bad because there's no images. Uh, it's just a name. Well, I don't need the images. To see, I'm in the I'm... Out. But, um... but the one I'm looking at does have it. It's not in order, but it's fair enough. Yeah, Cleric Beast, very memorable. Much like the... Um... <sighs> The one in Dark Souls on the bridge. It's not the Asylum one. It's the other one, like the. Is it, is it the Iron, Iron Golem? Iron Golem. I feel like Iron Golem and Cleric Beast are the same to me. Okay. Because they're both on a bridge, right? Okay, sure. <laughs> they're kind of sure. like that's that's my memory of of that. I'd say. Sure. Okay. They're both. That's like that's the same to me. Fine. <laughs> yeah. It does say uh, optional. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's fine. A lot, a lot of the, I'd say most of these bosses are optional. Um, I think a lot of them are, but we'll we'll go through we'll go through the ones that I'm are optional. Looking, but... and I think out of the like twelve, I think only six of them aren't optional. Wow. So it's like half. Well, in terms of the cleric beast, Jay, I know what you mean by the iron golem thing. But I think also, like, I mean, we're going to say things that people have already said, like, a billion times, right? Yeah, we're just here just to have a good know, time. Move our gums up and down for a bit. Re- reminisce. But obviously, the cler- the way the cleric beast jumps down and does, like, the scream, and, like, you're uh-huh. like, oh, and then, like, I also find, even to this day, Jay, the way the fur, th- like, the way it's, its fur moves is um pretty crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's one thing that I know. 
the developers are sort of uh, talk about a lot actually is like the way some of the bosses look, especially with Elden Ring. They talked about it a lot recently, where like they sort of go for a certain vibe when it or like a mood, I guess, in terms of how their bosses look or how the enemies look. Sure. Which is why some enemies look a certain way in some games and a certain way in others. But there seems to be like a good commonality, is that the right word? Uh, a similarity between um, Dark Souls games and Bloodborne or like just in general, most Dark Souls games, they all have like a similar textures on certain enemies and stuff. Sure, sure. Like I think a lot, a lot, a lot of people know this also, like if you, if you zoom right in to a lot of bosses, there's a lot more detail to them than you think. Like in terms of like Almost Easter eggs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like this, uh, you, you I'm not going to. This isn't much of a spoiler for Elden Ring, but um, there is a boss in Elden Ring that is wearing like a cloak. But uh, people have managed to like get into the game and remove the cloak, and underneath is like a whole different thing, like something you'll never ever see. But it's like there for detail for when the cloak does move very slightly. Wow! Where, like, just, the, whole just for body, those... the whole body is made up of like an alga- like an amalgamation of like bodies that are stitched together. But you wouldn't it's even like, see like that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even see it. Most. You wouldn't see most of it unless the cloak was like swaying very slightly, or like I'm just completely removed. It's wow. there just because they want to actually add the detail. And I have a. I have a feeling. If I was to do some research, I'd probably find a similar thing with uh, with Bloodborne bosses too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot more than you think. Like. You can sort of imagine their cloak beast in your mind. It's sort of like that wolf with like you know the sort of wisps of almost right. like feather-like things coming off of it. But I reckon if you really zoomed in, there's probably like you could probably spend like a good hour finding new stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure and that's people. Every boss, to be honest. Sure, and I'm more, I'm not sure if people know this. I might be mistaken here, but I'm pretty sure in the um, old Hunters DLC, which obviously we'll move on to in a bit. I'm pretty sure Lawrence the First Vicar is a type of cleric beast, uh, at least in terms of the model and like he's on fire and shit, but I'm sure it's fairly similar. Um, also, furthermore, um, the cleric beast Jay is... So I actually thought the areas for me which were difficult, um, the cleric beast wasn't one of them. I was intimidated no. by the fact that I was coming up to the first Bloodborne boss, right? You're talking about the first boss in a Dark Souls game that I'm ever going against. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to get destroyed, I'm going to get, I'm gonna have to do this 15 times, I'm going to have to do this 25 times. I think I did it on like my second or third try. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I think, I mean, we've spoken about this before about how Bloodborne just seems to be, I guess easier is like the word, right? It's more right, accessible, right, like right. it definitely feels a lot more friendly. Right, but I, the thing is, I I think the reason why it felt that way is because I'd just come off of Dark Souls one and two, so I'd already had the knowledge of how to beat a boss. Sure. Whereas I think if I this had been my first game, it would have felt more difficult. But for you, it was your first game, so we actually have the evidence here as to why things may have been different. But it would it, weirdly, it was the same for you. Yeah, and I don't we... quite understand why, because you had no prior experience, I guess, other than Demon Souls, right? Was Demon Souls your first one, or was it Bloodborne your first uh, Bloodborne, one? Bloodborne, yeah. Wow, and just to yeah. be clear, by the way, like I'm not trying to boast or anything. Like I'm not no, making. I don't, up, you know... I don't expect you to be doing that. That's stupid. But um, yeah, like, I guess I'm... that's just yeah. uh, maybe maybe it was different for me because I was a lot younger, so maybe I just hadn't had the the skill in general. Um, but for you, you've obviously you've are older than i was when i first did it so there's like you already have that pre 
knowledge of it all and like the skill i guess of like the ambidextrousness of it all yeah 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 hand-eye coordination is that what they say yeah i guess well to be fair jay like you um you played dark souls one on what 2008 and i think don't yeah. we both say that like we're the best we've ever been in terms of gaming in general? <laughs> now 100 percent, yeah Jesus so Christ. there's definitely something to that i'd say my best i've been has been like the last couple of years maybe like last three or four years and i think i'm getting better but it's hard to say and 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 um, the bit that I did get, you know, fairly stuck on, which I think everybody does, which is the real first barrier of the game, is the bit in Central Yarnum, um, where you have to like near that mob bit with the bonfire, right? And they're burning all the all the beasts. Mm. Um, it's pretty much like as soon as you get out of the um, sort of hospital bit with the werewolf, um, you go up the ladder. Yeah, I mean, the technically, lamp. I guess the first boss is the wolf that's in with you, right? Or right. The wolf that's in the room with you that you have yeah, to run away yeah. from. Yeah. That that feels more like the asylum demon of the game, you know? Totally. Like the very first sort of like, oh crap, <laughs> I need to run. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Do you, out of you do you fight those first ones they throw at you, or do you? Yeah, I always defeat it. I'm like, I'm getting these these souls early, dude. I'm doing it. No. Nice. It's like my first real test. Nice. I always, I always defeat it. Yeah, always. Well, even if I you did die, the same thing in goes... Wolong, right? With the right. tiger. Oh, of course. The beginning. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm defeating this thing. There's no way I'm not. Yeah. See, I, I didn't even bother with Wolong. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think, Jay, about the? I mean, Century Yarnum is, is, dude. The whole. I mean, we could talk. We could have a whole three-hour pod on just <laughs> the design and look of. Bloodborne, frankly. I mean, if I had just come off of playing it, I might have been able to go into more detail, but yes, continue. The gothicness of it <laughs> yeah. is now iconic. It's a very Victorian sort of like gothic. Is it not like the, one of your most favourite looking games because of the... Yeah, aesthetically, yeah, 100%. It's, it's right up there. I'm trying to think what else aesthetically I sort of enjoy just as much. I guess Final Fantasy 13. Like sure, that very sort of different. cross between... Um, how would you describe the aesthetic? It's sort of like old future technology. It's like a future technology. It was like if ancient technology was integrated with future technology. That's kind of how I imagine Final Fantasy. Yeah, sure. Like I sure. quite like that dynamic. But then this dynamic is like, because it is, it's basically Victorian. Like everyone's dressed as Victorians, right? It's like that sort of just very gothic London, basically. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen. Um, uh, they've done. They did like a, 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 I think it's called Batman by Lamplight or Gaslight or something. Where it was essentially, it was essentially a Batman comic, but if it was set in, um, like a Gothic style, Victorian style Gotham slash London type area. Okay. Like that's kind of this, but that was obviously you know. I mean, I feel like that aesthetic's just sort of been around forever though. Like it seems very, it seems very steampunky, doesn't it? It's sort of like very steampunky. Definitely. Like they 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 use very like a lot of that sort of Victorian stuff too. Yeah, and uh, uh, everyone talks about RJ. Oh, I forget the author's name, but you know who I'm on about. Um, Ed, Ed Graham Poe. No, uh, the it, HR Wells. What, what what's um? It's not HR Wells. It's um. Oh, like... you're talking about like Cthulhu and. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Damn, my dad's gonna absolutely kill me. Hang on. What's it? Yeah, uh, go on. You it's get like it. right you on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Hang on. I 
can't. I'm, Dad, I'm tired from work. Trust me. <laughs> He's very tired. Uh, He's doing very Lovecraft. well. Lovecraft. Fuck me, dude. Lovecraft. Yeah. Jesus, why did that take me so long? That's embarrassing. Yeah. But yes, it is basically like that sort of Lovecraftian. Yeah. Mythology. Because I mean, that was yeah. We're talking. I mean, Lovecraft was sort of like uh, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. So it was that basically that sort of Victorian area, right? But like, I feel like Jay. Like Bloodborne was a big game when it came out and everyone was talking about the changes in gameplay in terms of the more offensive and they were talking about the way it looked and the bosses but I just feel like the game's only aged better really like I feel like it's sort of got to a point and then it plateaued like it can't get much worse and it can't get any better i don't think unless they obviously did like a hd remaster or sure sure which to be honest bloodborne would oh my god it was, it'd be insane if that thing got a hd remaster or even yeah. a remake or even a ps5 port you know 60 yeah, frames it would be fucking oh my god it'd be i'd, I'd play through that thing now if it came out right this second i'd be like right i'm saying till four and i'm playing that thing 100%. I'm not. I'm not going to bed until I defeat Buddy. Um, Gascoigne. Uh, Gascoigne. Yeah. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. defeat Gascoigne. That's how Jay, far I want to get. What, what are your memories on Central Yarnum, right? Because I remember just just very very quickly. I remember that. I, feel short... like I was there forever. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like I feel like I was on that in that area for like most of the game. Sure. I could I guess... be wrong, but well, I guess. I don't know. Don't you feel like that with most starting areas in terms of yeah, like the starting area almost feels like the biggest part of it, and then you realise it's actually probably one of the smallest parts of it once you get going. I'm watching Which is a good thing, I think. I'm watching someone play through a playthrough of Mass Effect One, Jake, and you remember you talking about that guy or gal who um, always goes to Mass Effect One when they're waiting for in between games, and I'm yes. watching them play through Fair it, fair. and I'm like, God, the first three hours of this game is burned into my brain. Yeah, dude. I'm like that. With, I think I'm like that with every game, like Bloodborne. Dark Souls, Mass Effect, definitely. Um, Diablo 3, like the first couple of hours of that. Jesus Christ. I played through that so many times. Sure. Even now, playing Diablo 4, the fact that I played the beta three or four times, like I know that first fifth of the game, like, like the fucking back of my hand at this point. Sure. Yeah, I've probably yeah. spent like 40 plus hours already just on that. And I haven't even, the game isn't even out yet. So, oh, God. Totally. I'm going to get really bored of this first area when I first play it. I tell you what, I'm going to get so bored of it. <laughs> I was already starting to get bored of it in the last bloody bait. I was like, oh, I'm so sick of seeing this area. Uh, did you struggle with the mob bit in Central Yarnum? You know, the bit I'm on about? A little bit. Not as much as I probably would have thought I would have done, but yes, and kind of. Like, it's definitely, is it, they, they do it deliberately. That's, that's level design. That's masterpiece level design for you. It's like, right, we're going to throw you in the deep end, and if you can't get past this, what's the fucking point? You might as well quit now kind of thing like i feel like that's, that's pretty much every dark souls game yeah why dark souls do... one the asylum demon right and then the iron golem uh but... dark souls 2 the first boss fuck me jesus christ it's like oh, it's like one of the most interesting bosses in the entire game the, uh, is it the 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 one that floats is that the one you're on about no oh okay well does he float maybe he floats i can't even remember the, the like um, the, the the night yeah it's a night Okay. Um, I can't actually remember the Dark Souls three beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you pull it's the sword out, you pull the sword out of the thing, the boss. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, I might be getting Dark Souls two and three mixed up. Wow, they're all blending into one thing at the minute. But that's yeah, a... uh, even actually, Elden Ring did the beginning of that. Yeah, the, yeah, 
this place sentinel in the Elden ring jesus christ yeah no they always do that they have to because it's like well you need to get good at this game so we're gonna make you get good so out of curiosity jay this game design right but why why do that rather than like you know because like most of the game you get stronger you do harder things you get stronger you do harder things you get some barriers here and there but most of the time it's sort of a gradual increase whereas why why do they put this up is it just to set your expectations you think in terms i think it's a mixture of like don't be a pussy type kind of thing okay sure like i like maybe not in those exact words but i think the (laughs) uh the developer of uh of uh and the creator of uh the the souls games is very much like Miyazaki. yeah he's very much kind of like look this is what it's going to be if you if you can't get past this then quit sure pussy (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's kind of like you know this is it if i can get good please sure you know it is just literally it's running before you can walk sure i think it's part of the reason why you actually can get good at the game because if you gradually get there like it almost feels like real life too it's very relatable it's like nobody ever starts off easy like the first step is always the hardest one you know sure and this game just echoes that it mirrors it you know it's like you have to start somewhere and you're going to start in the the dregs you're not going to start we're not going to you know we're not going to help you sure you're not going to get much help from here anyway so why would you it's more it's it's kind of emulating real life it's like no one's going to help you you're on your own figure it out do you think that's part of the reason why it's uh, appealing you're on your own figure it out yeah so it's very like it's good for a young man too to be like you know this is what life's going to be like. Get used to it, you know. Mm. Shape me as a man, almost a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prepare, prepare. <laughs> at that age. I remember the um, shortcut, Jay, uh, behind the box. So, like, you go past the bonfire bit, you get into the next sort of square, yes. um, and there's some boxes on the left which you smash yes, and, you, and you roll roll into yeah. that fucking shortcut. Like, is so ridiculous to me because, like, I just feel like you'd never find it. Well, that's the thing. If you're a gamer, you'd find it instantly. I if think I know, did find it instantly. But... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're a gamer, you know that if there's a box on the ground, you have to smash it. Right. If there's a jar, like, it's it's, the, it's what I like to call the Zelda paradox, where Zelda introduced where you smash a, a vase, vase, and there's a rupee inside of it, right? Mm. That's the same shit. Smash into a box, there's probably something inside of it, or you can get past it. If there's a sure. red barrel, what does it do? Blow up. Exactly. That's just game design. Sure. If you're if you're a gamer and you see a box and you don't roll into it, are you really a gamer? <laughs> is this your is this your first rodeo? Because I think it might be. And do you remember the Not bit my with first the? Rodeo. Do you remember the bit with the dogs, like in the cages, just down the road? From There's there? always dogs, dude. The dogs, the dogs have always been a thing in Souls games, especially in Elden Ring. They do some funny stuff with the dogs in that. So. And what about um the uh kind of like. Are they bald? Like the, the kind of hunchback of Notre Dame bald guys, you know, the, with the bricks, quite he- quite heavy I mean, hit. I don't yeah, know if you remember them. I guess so. I can't. They're just sort of like to me. They're all the same enemy. There's like a guy with a torch. That's about ah, interesting. It. A guy with a pitchfork. That's just, they're all the same enemy to me. Do you remember the crow hunter lady who you uh-huh. see? You remember her? Sure. Yeah, she's she's interesting. Um, <laughs> also, opening shortcuts, Jay. Yeah. Okay. Ah, so this is a question I do have for you. So I can see the gene. Oh, I'll call it genius. Um, of of the link 
of Dark Souls where like this area goes to this area. I don't mm-hmm. think there's quite a game like it. Even Demon's Souls isn't like it because it's not actually open world. Um, I feel like ever since then, it's not been as impressive because everyone always goes, yeah, well, Dark Souls is like that, so we expect it now. But the, the shortcuts in Bloodborne are still quite impressive, I would say, right? Like, oh, this goes back here. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's every Souls game, dude. Like, there's yeah, always literally. a shortcut that leads you back to where you need to go. Yeah. 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 It just It just helps, yeah. All right. Let's talk about arguably, Jay, the most famous boss out of this game. Okay. Father Gascoigne. Yeah, I, yeah, 100%. Like, I don't think a lot of people would actually ever find that window with, you know, the, the is it the music box or whatever? I didn't. Yeah, like, a lot of people wouldn't ever figure that out. Like, but the whole, even, like, that's, that's, that, I remember you were saying before about how Dark Souls don't really have much of a story. That's the story that I'm talking about. Like sure. it's all this hidden shit. You're like stuff you'd never ever find unless you were like. Well, really Jay, explain curious. to the listeners um what you're referring to. Well, there's from what I can remember, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Father Gascoigne is a hunter. Hunter. Who has to hunt? Um. And he goes out and doesn't come home, and his daughter, I think, his daughter or his wife, is it his daughter or his wife? His daughter. Can you remember that daughter? Is like. I have this music box that reminds me of my dad, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she gives it to you, and when you play it, he... Does he calm down, or does he go crazy? Well, he... Because he's already he goes, turned, essentially, right? His he blood goes, has been uh, infected, as it were. Yeah, he's a he's a beast now. Yeah, he's now become um, a beast. So he yeah. goes crazy, but he stops attacking you, if that makes when sense. When you play the music box, yeah. 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 Oh, Which no, I don't sorry. Think... I think he go. I think he... I think he stops attacking you, but it will turn him. I think it turns him early. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. Weirdly, there's actually there's that uh, that element of an of an item within a boss battle is in every. I think I'm pretty sure at least there's at least one example of that in every Dark Souls game. In terms of an item that turns him to the next next. No, it just it it interacts with the boss in some way. Uh... Might not be the same in each one, but there's definitely one in Elden Ring that I can remember. There's definitely that one in Bloodborne. I think there's actually a couple in Elden Ring, but there might even be a couple in the other ones too. I'm pretty sure there's there's some element to that um, where, you know, you would just never find it unless you either were super curious or you just knew where to look. Sure. And it's usually some sort of item that is helpful, usually. Sure, sure. Makes the boss battle not necessarily easier, but just tweak something that makes it maybe easier or more enjoyable or, you know, more lore-driven, whatever it might be. Yeah. I yeah, still don't still people underestimate Dark Souls games for just having so much history and lore behind it that you just would not know about unless you like really really pay attention. In terms of like, Gascoigne, it's incredibly in depth. In terms of Gascoigne, Jade, do you have difficulty with Gascoigne? Obviously, a lot of people do. Yeah, he was probably like the most one of the most fun bosses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're obviously again, turning into like a, a werewolf. Halfway every through. boss you come across is like a skill check. It's like right, how how much have you learned between? Like I don't think this is this is the design. This is like where the game level design comes into this game. Sure. Every every area in between each boss teaches you how to defeat the next boss. You reckon? Hundred percent. That is base level masterpiece level and game design. Okay. That's in like most games. Okay. That I don't think a lot of people realize that areas in between bosses are supposed to help you defeat the next boss. That's the whole point. Sure. Sure. Whether it be optional or not. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's enemies that you go up against that have not similar, but like teach you about how to move and maybe dodge in similar ways that the the boss will hit you with. Interesting. I've not always, but sometimes. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely there's an element to it. It might not be um, super direct. It's very indirect. It's very like um, subconsciously. Like you'll be like, oh, maybe maybe that is why. Like, that was more helpful, or like managed to dodge it. Like I kind of saw it coming, but didn't know I saw it coming. Sure. Like it's almost like subliminal messaging. <laughs> <laughs> like they're actually brainwashing you as you play, which is quite cool. So, a lot of people get stuck on Father Gascoin, and I did die a few times to yeah. him. But again, um, he he didn't intimidate me that much. What was what was your experience with him? Do you remember? Like, <sighs> right. So you probably you've had this. You've probably gone up against a boss and defeated the first time, and been like, what? Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure I had that with Father Gascon. I got nice, lucky. Dude, I got nice. lucky. I got I got so lucky. Nah, it's not um, luck. But there is actually a, t- a statistic out there um, that whenever you go against a boss, the first time you go against a boss is your highest chance of defeating that boss. Is that because you haven't got any sort of stigma preconceptions? Yeah, to no it? pre, no nothing. It's just you go into it and you're. It's almost like beginner's luck. Sure. There's like an element of like beginner's luck where there is like a more scientific way of like harnessing that power where you are more likely to defeat a boss that you've never come across the first time. The second time will always be the worst, the the least chance you have of defeating it. And every time after that, you gradually have higher chance. So it basically goes, let's put it this way. Let's say in theory, your chance of defeating the boss first time is 75%. Second time, it's like 30%. And then third time, it's like 35, fourth, 40, and it keeps going up gradually until you defeat it, right? Yeah. It's, it's somewhat plateaus around maybe like 80% or something once you've like you figured out how to do it. Sure. But then the skill, like the element of like timing, everything is what makes you jump from 80 to 100, stuff like that, right? Sure, sure. So that that there, that system of how that all works is they've they figured that out. They understood how that works and they uh, they maybe changed certain things about the game to make that more prevalent or less prevalent in some ways but there's some bosses that hit you like that hit you with a surprise attack the first time you play it but maybe not the second time or maybe they do it every time but because they did it the first time your chances actually went from like 80 percent down to like 45 sure so they sort of like almost gained the system like there's one in particular in Elden ring where i'm like yep didn't know that was coming and it hit me and killed me first time i was like okay so now my chances actually were a lot less than what i knew they should have been so it actually right. like flipped the script of like, oh my god, like that to me is the genius of Souls games. What's a bit like if they do like an area attack, which is like a one hit kill that you don't know no, about? Not, no, it's just they sort of like, they throw something at you within the first like five seconds of entering the room that seemed a bit like, oh, that was unfair, but I understood why you did it, you know? Like it's, sure. to, it's to teach you that one in particular that I'm thinking of is like, oh, they're going to do that a lot, which they right. do do a lot. And right. it teaches you how to dodge. Sure. It's like, ah, oh, genius, genius. Well, I think like, definitely, oh. some, again, some people do say online that Father Gascoigne is like another big barrier for people in terms of if you get past him, you'll probably finish the game almost. Yes, I would say so. I'd say Father Gascoigne, Father Gascoigne definitely actually helps you go against uh, the first hunter and uh, and definitely the last boss. Like if you can defeat Gascoigne, you've probably got a pretty good chance of Moon Presence and uh, and German as well. Oh, 
Sure. They all play fairly similar. Oh, you call him the another. first hunter. That's so cool, dude. Yeah, well, no, he is sure. the first hunter, is he? Yeah, not? no, I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Know you, I forgot who you're referring to, but yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, for sure. And also, by the way, we should probably mention the fact you're fighting in a graveyard is pretty cool, right? Yes, I mean that has adds an element to you can get stuck on a a gravestone, but then gas right. going when it goes crazy, you just tends to like rip everything down anyway, so you're probably not going to get stuck. So actually, again. Much like I said before, your first your chance of defeating him on the first try is probably slightly harder because you're probably going to get caught moving backwards. You're going to be like, "Oh crap, I'm stuck on a gravestone," and then you look back and you're like, "Oh crap, he's already hit me." Hundred percent. Like the first time round, you're probably going to get stuck. You're probably going to get tricked by that. Yeah. Whereas in the second time round, you're going to know what's going to happen, so you're going to try and avoid it a bit better. You know. Yeah. 100%. Stuff like that. Stuff, you would never ever think about that until you thought about it in hindsight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably for not. Sure. Like, sure. I'm only really thinking about... I mean, I've thought about it before, but I'm thinking more about it now than I would have done. Next previously. up, Jay, Vicar Amelia. You remember this one? you got to remember Vicar Amelia. He's getting the, he's getting the picture up. He's getting I'm looking... The <sighs> I'm looking at the picture, but I can't necessarily remember. Cathedral Ward. Big, yes. white, dragon-looking thing. She's a massive. She start. You walk in the cathedral ward, right? So you you go into this big cathedral, which is in a way the center of the entire city, town, whatever you want. You know, the center of Yarnum, so to speak, um, or one of the centers. You walk in. There's a lady there with an amulet. She like crushes the amulet or whatever it is. Turns into this giant beast. She yeah. almost looks like a dragon. She's got like antlers and stuff. Me. She's got a. She's got wrappings around her eyes. Super cool boss, dude. It rem- it's very similar to the Moon Dancer. Is that the right boss? In I don't know if you've come across that. That might be Dark Souls two or three. Yeah, I d- it doesn't ring. I a bell. genuinely think that the inspiration of this boss came from that one. Very similar in in the cinematic at the beginning. Okay. And very similar in look. Um, and I think fairly similar in animation too. They might have even re- they might have even reused um, assets to be honest. Okay, wouldn't surprise me because it's even the room is similar. Building and you don't really have much room to move. I say the only difference is that there's pillars in the Moon Dancer fight, but there's no pillars in this one. It looks like right, all the pillars okay. are like up against the wall rather than in the way. So much like the Gascoigne fight, they would have been in the way, so you would have got stuck. But... Right, yeah, very okay. similar. Very similar from what I'm looking at. Sure. Okay. I'm going to have to Google each of these so I see the fight to remind myself. I mean, uh, Amelia. Um, oh, dude, the Shadow of Yarnum boss was awful. Vicar, Vicar, Vicar Amelia is really cool for me. Like, I think it's one of those bosses where, like, looks cool, sounds cool, plays yeah, fairly screaming. cool. Not necessarily, not necessarily, like, you know, one of the most iconic bosses of the game, but too iconic to forget about. Does that make sense? I don't know. I th- I th- I like. I'd forgotten about it. Okay, well, <laughs> that's true. Well, that's, you know, there's there's certain bosses that I'm sure that you probably aren't didn't have as much of an effect on you that had more effect on me. You know, it's it's personal preference, I'm sure. It is personal preference. Um, now then we head down Jay into Old Yarnum, which is mm. sort of below or below. It is below um New Central Yarnum. Uh, and the cathedral ward so old yarnum you go down there's a lot more wolves down there um i would say they're around more corners you have to be very careful about the way you wander the streets 
but you do eventually get to an end where you meet the Bloodstaff Beast, which is the one with two big flaps on its back. <laughs> it's so funny. It looks funny. Um, this was an interesting one. I summoned for this one, and I used a flame weapon. I didn't have too much trouble. I remember it screeching. Oh, these a lot of these bosses do a lot of screeching. Um, yeah, yeah, and also the music's pretty good for all of them. But um, yeah, again, it's nothing like where I can remember the exact track for each huh. boss. But yeah, Bloodstaff Beast area, like the room that you go into, is actually closer to the Moon Dancer than the other one. Huh. Because it has, it has very similar as well. Well, yeah, the bosses are really similar. Really but I mean, similar? Dark Souls are known for reusing assets and then tweaking them to make them seem very, very different. Sure, sure. Like a lot, it's weird. A lot of Bloodborne that I'm thinking about it is actually pretty inspired by Dark Souls Two. Sure. Which is probably why I enjoy Dark Souls Two more than most people. <laughs> thinking about it. No, fair enough. Huh. Not a very memorable fight though. Now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, don't really remember it that much. It is really? an optional boss, so sure, kind of whatever, but sure, okay, interesting. Well, there you go. Huh. Um, next up, the Witch of Hemwick. So this is like a yes. side area. Um, the Witch of Hemwick's an interesting area. This is where you sort of encounter female witches. Frankly. I suppose a witch is yeah. female by nature, right? Because then a male would be wizard. But nonetheless, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you encounter some witches, um, which is interesting. And this is a bit more of a desolate area. It's quite barren. It's got some. It's got some houses, but you basically get to the end where the witches of Hem. Sorry, the witch of Hemwick is now. Jay, the great twist about this boss. I'm not sure if you remember. But the great twist about it was the fact that there is, in fact, two witches of Hemwick. Mm. So you, it's the one where, like, the witch is, like, she's very small. She's, like, half size, like, hobbit size. And yeah, she disappears, and there's enemies that sort of, yeah, come up about from her. And then she'll appear. You'll have to attack her as she, sp- as she comes up, and then she'll disappear again. And then halfway through, I think the other boss comes into, or the other witch comes into play. But I believe if you're clever and you're quick, you can attack both. Like you can attack them while they're invisible too. So you can be fairly strategic about it. But this boss isn't the hardest. I would compare this boss, Jay, with Pinwheel a little bit Uh from Dark Souls. Uh Um, But again, not too difficult, but an interesting mechanic. Don't know if you have anything else to say. Yeah, it's funny because the. What I'm watching here, it looks like the second enemy that comes along isn't it doesn't have the same health bar. I th- no, yeah, the, the other enemy? witch is 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 a new witch. Yeah, is a new. Uh, okay, maybe yeah. I haven't got far enough into the fight yet. Like there is a second witch, I believe. Oh uh, yes, there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same enemy though, isn't it? It's just that there's a second. They've done that a lot. I'm trying to think. There's definitely other. Yeah, it's the same enemy. It's the same enemy. There's definitely other bosses in other Dark Souls games where like there happens to be like a second phase, but it's just another enemy. Of actually, they do that in Elden Ring too. Wow, there's so much. Wow, <laughs> Elden Ring and Bloodborne have a lot of similarities too. Yeah, that's surprising. Okay. Uh, next up, Dark Beast Pal. Yeah. No, do you remember this, Jay? The Electric Monkey, Skeleton mm-hmm. Monkey. So this is where you. At some point in the game, Jay, you can get hijacked, kidnapped from a very powerful enemy or a few, like, 
the enemy model is around, but if it kills you, it will kidnap you. And then it gets you in a prison cell, which I know that other Dark Souls games have done that before too. So it gets you in prison. You're fighting out of prison. And then there is an avenue where you go down where Dark Beast Pearl is there. So if you get past Dark Beast Pearl, you then open a gate back into Old Yarnum. So you're back sort of where you can kind of come from. Um, Now, this one I thought was a really cool boss in the sense of it's a fucking huge skeleton monkey with electricity. Kind of looks like an experiment. This was sort of one of the boss's first ones where like proximity mattered quite a bit. Mm. I I feel like that's one of those things in boss fights that definitely seems to be uh, a pattern in a lot of boss fights uh, for most of Dark Souls games, but proximity really mattered on this one. Like, you kind of have to get up close to hit this thing, but it's constantly, it's like shocking you a lot. So it's kind of like you have to really balance when you have to really figure out when you can go in and when you can't. 100%. But it is one of those bosses where you have to just keep hitting it at the feet until it dies, basically. But 100%. Pretty hefty, dude. Like, this thing takes a lot of damage. This thing must, must have so much health. <laughs> That's a lot of health. It has quite a bit of health. It does have yeah. quite a bit of health. Um, and as you were talking about before, Jay, you then move into an area where it's like basically a big graveyard um, with a few hills as well. Not a great area. Um, this is where you uh, are introduced to like we do like little snake balls of snakes hunched together, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and they're a pain in the backside, is what they are. And then there's even bigger balls of snake too later on. But then you eventually you get to the end of the graveyard and you hit the Shadow of Yarnum, which you talked about before, right? Three enemies mm-hmm. all at once. Yes. Uh, that definitely seems to be uh, a pattern that comes up a lot in Souls games too, of like fighting multiple bosses at once. I mean, we had the similar thing in Wolong, didn't we? We did. But we that did. was we did that. It was easier for us because there was two of us, but having to do it on your own is obnoxious. Dude, I would. Shadow. I remember this one actually gave me a bit of uh, a bit of trouble. Really? I can remember. Yeah, I have a feeling. So it took me about two or three goes on this one. I'll be honest, Jay. Like, I don't want to be a dick, but I did this first try. Yeah, I mean, that's just this happens sometimes. Like I say, it is fairly likely. To be fair, Jay Balls, I will say that. Um, I I think I did it first try because I was petrified of having to do the run again. Genuinely, yeah. I think so. there definitely is that sort of like pressure that can actually, you know, make you do better. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Is there a second phase to this fight? I don't think so. No, because uh, there's definitely been previous. I can't remember which bosses it was. There's, there's been bosses where if you kill one of a certain type of the bosses first, the other two get more powerful or something. Yeah, they will get more powerful. Yeah, I'm now looking at it. That did happen. Yeah, they, they sort of grow snakes out of themselves. Yeah, they they um and their 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 attacks become more empowered. Like one of them, their sword gets covered in fire, and the other one shoots more often. I think it looks correct. Like. Yeah. And also, I think it's um one of those things where for those bosses, Jay, it's strategic to get all their health down low, right? And then you finish them. Yeah, all at lot. the same time and finish them all at the same yeah. time. Yeah, which seems counterintuitive because you kind of been like, right, if I get rid of one, there's now only two, two. to fight. Exactly. And if I get rid of two, now there's only one to fight. When in reality, the more you do that, the harder the last one's going to be. Yeah, but maybe you so could. You kind of have to weigh your options, right? Of like right, three right, enemies, right. but they're all fairly easy to kill, or one enemy that's a lot harder. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Again, great game design. 
Yeah, no, 100%. Like they've literally, I think, like, every boss you've ever fought in any other game, you fought a version of that in a Dark Souls game. Sure. Just, I mean, there isn't so much you can do. I kind of wish that there'd be something, you know. When was the last time you fought a boss and thought, I've never fought a boss like that before? Well, uh, to be fair, Jay, I am playing through Dark Souls, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, In terms of, like, having three on you at once, you mean, or... um? No, I guess just, like, maybe with, like how they attack you or like how the fight evolves or something i don't know i feel like i can't even think of that i feel like i've done so many boss battles in my life that i they all have molded into one well to be fair like, to I me th- i feel like final fantasy 13 again i keep referring to it like a lot of the boss battles in that i was like i've never fought a boss there before sure i think um boss battles used to be as you know jay very iconic right especially like ps2 era still are um but, well i was gonna argue that at some point, I think a lot of games, the bosses didn't become quite as important because they came easy. And I think, for lack of a better word or phrase, Dark, the Dark Souls franchise put the love back into bosses. They 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 reinvigorated what bosses mean, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a Dark Souls boss and a Bloodborne boss is completely different to a boss in almost any other game. Um, sure. And I think they are responsible for that. And I also think that a lot of like ubisoft games for instance like a ac boss it's not really a boss is it it's like whatever do you know what i mean like it doesn't really matter um but as i say dark souls bosses whole nother level mm-hmm. i don't know if i could say a, a boss that like has done something really different um to be fair i quite like cinematic bosses jay you know when like maybe like a bayonetta boss like they're quite memorable to me I guess, yeah, the new FF16 bosses look pretty insane, don't they? Right. I mean, Final Fantasy bosses are pretty insane, to be fair. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I will give you that. Um, well, actually, I guess Elm, a lot of the Elm Ring bosses did some pretty new stuff that I like, actually. So sure. I obviously don't want to say too much, but yeah. Lots yeah, of no, yeah, fair. fair. Um, next up, Ron the Vacuous Spider, Jay. Yeah, this one definitely I remember being um, pretty memorable in my mind. Mm-hmm. Because this is, uh, this I think felt fairly new to me. Of, like this, the area and like the water and having to like go into this like weird area and the moon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like, this I think is... the way you activate the boss sort of intrigued me. Yeah, yeah, really super weird. So you, you, this Very is where you get onto the old like research academy place. I can't remember the exact name of it now. Um, and you're finding out, okay, what exactly is going on here? Like a little bit, right? Like you're like. Okay, we're finding out something now. So, yeah, there's some weird experiments. Do you remember, like, the mosquito enemies with, like, mosquito heads? They're pretty weird looking. Sure. And then they latch, they can latch onto you. And then you get to... You, oh, my God, I've forgotten all the names, bro. I mean, it is late, to be fair. Um, I think it begins with H. But the head scholar of the church... Or the... the um, Not the church. The... Uh, is he a church guy? I think there's the church and then there's the lab people, basically. And he's the head lab person. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you walk up to like the end of this bridge thing and then you jump over into the water because there's like a light shining from the water and he's like, look in the lake. And then you dive in and then you go into this big, like heavenly looking area. And then yeah, you see endless water, but like a really gloomy gray sky. Exactly. And then you see like this little blob right off in the distance 
and you're like, oh, what's that blob? And then you obviously get closer, and it's Rom, which is like, how do you explain what Rom looks like, Jay? Like he's sort of like imagine a rat with the head of a spider, but it's almost got like uh, bright white plants growing on its back. Right. And its legs are like spider legs, but that in the shape of like a centipede's legs and the middle of its body. Right. It's pretty gross, right? It's got like it's got like uh, like fifty eyes too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's like a spider head, but yeah. a couple times over. I had a bit of difficulty with Rom, actually, believe it or not. Um, yeah, the only thing about Rom is whenever you get him down to a certain um, health, he'll then teleport away, and then a whole new group of about like fifteen spiders spawn. So by the time you've got him down to super low, there's like forty five, fifty spiders on the screen, and you just have to run away from them as best you can. Yeah, because the can... fight actually gets yeah. harder. Yeah. Although the spiders aren't that aggressive, so it's fairly easy to sort of get around them. They tend to avoid you more than actually go after you. It's true. It's true. But usually, if you've got a big enough weapon, you can just sort of like great sword your way around them anyway, so it's not too bad. Yep, 100%. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd probably say one of the easiest, well, actually, definitely one of the easiest bosses in the game. But very iconic, I would argue, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. That area in general, I remember feeling. Just like it was an interesting area to walk around, I guess. It was. I I feel like it's the very first memorable. The first area in the game where you really feel like you're discovering what's. Yeah, it just kind of feels like a really really new place to be. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And furthermore, um, once you kill Rom, Rom is basically putting an illusion over the world or hiding things in the world. Yes. Um, which you you can have some exposure to depending on where you walk but he's basically putting an illusion over in the world and then once you kill rom you you call you unlock what i call the second phase of yarn and basically and you start seeing all these ancient ones and these huge yes. creatures that are spidered like, and littered all over getting Yarnum. into the lore of uh, of bloodborne basically and then you the secrets you travel down into Yargul Unseen Village. Jay, before we get to the next boss, you remember the gunner, the hunter on the machine gun, by any chance? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pain in the backside. Definitely. Do you, have you got any memories of the one reborn? Sure. So it basically comes from the sky and it's, I mean, what, what would you call it, Jay? An absolute monstrosity. It is the amalgamation of like a hundred corpses. Yeah, yeah, I mean... <sighs> Arguably the most hideous of all the bosses in Bloodborne, I would say. I'd say it's one of the, one of the better cinematics at the beginning, with like the sort of blood moon and everything. Sure. That's that's more memorable, I'd say. Yeah, man, this thing is gross looking, huh? Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's actually a lot weirder than I remember, but yeah. Huh. Again, like I'm seeing that now that I've played Elden Ring, I'm now thinking to myself, "Wow, so much of that is so similar to this." <laughs> sure, <laughs> kind of being blown away right now, but I'm like, I actually forgot about all this. Wow, yeah, that's kind of insane. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty crazy, and also you have the um, I think the Shadow of Yarnum models firing at you. By range. Yeah, there's definitely something, but yeah, there's like fireballs raining from the sky. Yeah. But, what the fuck is this? Sorry, I've just. 
come across a new area. How odd. Wouldn't surprise me. I honestly think I only probably went to about 75% of the game. I probably missed so much. You probably went to a lot more places than I did. You reckon? Yeah, I'd say so. You played it a lot longer. Um. Next up. Yep. Marta Lagarius. Even I don't. Is this who I think it is? Mm-hmm. So there is a hidden area in the game, Jay. Uh, Kanehurst Castle. Castle. I don't suppose you remember yeah. Kanehurst at all, do you? Yes. It's literally... One of the cool things about Bloodborne is... Um, you see the castle in the distance and you kind of think, oh, can I go over there? And you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, quite a reputable area of the game. It's literally an old gothic castle in the snow with lethal enemies, obviously. Um, I had some trouble with this area, a little bit of trouble. There's some ghosts in there. There's a lot of backstabs in there. There's Jeez. a big library in there. But basically Marta Marta Ligaris is a boss which I had to come back to he is the head of the vile bloods and he basically has a huge scythe range weapons and is deadly I don't know if you remember um, yeah I think I'm now watching it again I think this actually might have been one of the bosses I got quite stuck on actually Mm, mm. I think again it was like another skill check but I think I might have been maybe slightly under level for this one maybe sure I did get it in the end. I think it might. This moment might take me like six or seven goes or something. But yeah, it was just. I remember it being fairly obnoxious. Sure. Wow. <laughs> this is pretty. Yeah, like the rooftop. I totally forgot about this. It's weird. This actually kind of reminds me of Resident Evil. The rooftop. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the uh, the Lady Demetresque fight actually. Oh, uh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the sort of like that. gothic rooftops in it. Oh yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, I can see that. I can it's see a really that. good area for a fight, actually. It reminds me of the uh, the gargoyle fight in Dark Souls. Go on. As well, the rooftop. You played. You must have defeated that boss already. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, on the it's rooftop. Like the first you got to go yeah, ring yeah. the bell. Second boss, yeah. yeah that was um, easier than I thought, actually. That one actually, I didn't like. I remember that one was annoying because that was again another massive skill check. Oh, okay. Fair I think play. the movement sort of shook me a little bit. I was like, oh, I have to get used to this. Okay. Fair enough. I'd say that boss is, is very good at teaching you how to uh, dodge and parry, actually. Sure, sure. Like I say, every every boss teaches you new mechanics, and everything in between bosses teaches you how to defeat the boss. So. Another like area, Jay, which you can sort of side go off in is the Nightmare. And this does relate mm. sort of to the um, oh, this sort of does relate to the what should we say the, the law of the game. Um, but ultimately, you you go in the nightmare and then you get the end to the end of it, and um, at least this this bit of the nightmare, and uh, you meet Amygdala, and Amygdala is is it an ancient one? Is that what they're called? I forget what they're called now. But the big spidery things that. Um, are all over the yarn and once you kill rom this is one of those and uh it's an interesting boss do you remember it, this it, it makes me laugh that you how did you say the name amygdala is it not amygdala Ooh. like the brain 
Yes. Amygdala. Amygdala is is good though. I like it Amygdala. Like a tool album <laughs> or song. Also, can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound great. Cool. Okay, great. Yeah, do you remember this boss at all? Um briefly. Okay. Uh not massively. A very imposing figure these uh, spider-looking things. Let me have a look at the boss battle. Yeah, please. Yeah, so I don't know if you heard me. I don't know if you cut off back then. I think I but, did. Um, Go on. Yeah, this is basically supposed to represent the brain, this boss. Oh, and the fact that you're in a thingy. A thingy? Um, A nightmare. A mental. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's yeah, mm. the brain nightmare. Crazy. That makes sense. Well, um, uh, amygdala is... Um, Greek for almond. Oh, right. Or like Latin for almond. Okay. And the almond-shaped part of your brain is the amygdala. Oh, okay. And I have a feeling that the head of this boss is almost shaped like an almond as well. That would make sense. Yeah. Very cool I boss. I seem to remember watching a lore video about this boss and it sort of going into the whole brain thing about it. Sure. Could be wrong, but... Sure. It's also not an easy boss because you have to hit it in the head and hands, and its head and hands don't come down very often. Correct. Correct. Well, then the frame rate of this boss is awful. It could <laughs> just be this person playing it, but it's very jittery. Yeah, yeah it's... Ooh, oh, man, the design of this is... Fucking it's questionable. Awesome. It's got, like, a big hole in its chest. I reckon there's so much lore behind this boss, it's insane. You reckon? This boss looks like a lore-heavy boss. This one looks very similar. Like I don't think a lot of people realize how much lore actually goes just into the design of bosses. Like it's, it's way more crazy than you think. Sure, sure, dude. I can't wait for you to get super. You need to look up Blair the Witch, or no, Zully the Witch. That's what it is. It's Zully the Witch. Zully the Witch. Um, yeah. Okay. Because she has a video about this, um, about this boss actually. Okay. Uh, she's basically Zully the Witch is this person who basically like been around since the early days maybe demon souls dark souls one uh and she's been able to basically like get into the source code of the game and like unlock models and stuff she's basically the person i told you about who like showed you all the frankenstein stuff on the elden ring boss i was speaking about earlier. yeah yeah yeah. she sort of like unlocks bosses and tells you easter eggs about the game it's kind of insane so a bit like the um she does like deep dives she does like mini like mini deep dives on enemies and things about each game that like tells you more about lore and about design and everything so it uh i still i cannot believe you don't know who zuri the witch is that, that kind of blows my mind like she's the person to go to if you want to know anything about dark souls games. no what about um the other guy the... Or like special stuff the... yeah you've got uh vitali yeah and you've also got epic name bro i think there's also another one too. i'll check out the witch lady she sounds interesting yeah, Zully the Witch, dude, she's got years worth of content. You'll and each video is only a couple of minutes long, so Love that. Love yeah, that. Yeah, and it's very very like the, the the format is amazing. Okay, cool. Let me uh let me see how many videos she's got. Three hundred and seventy one videos. That's quite uh, I fun. recommend honestly going back to the first one starting there. Because it's kind of insane. Okay. I'm actually going to... She goes through every single Souls game. She doesn't go through Sekiro. She goes through everything. Okay. Oh, man. I'm now looking. Yeah. I always forget about Sekiro. Wow. Okay. So, 
next up, Jay. Um, I'll give you a minute to get this boss up. Celestial emis- emissary. Emis- emissary? Mm. emissary. Emissary. Do you remember this one? It, it's basically so. Yeah, this one was probably the one where I was like, oh, okay. I get it now. <laughs> <sighs> so this uh, this is a weird one. So basically, you go back in the nightmare in a different area, right? So you're in this sort of mm-hmm. a plane of non-existence, so to speak. And the celestial... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. This is north of the cathedral. This is You're, you're upstairs in the cathedral ward. And um, basically, uh, you come across these... They look like aliens, is what they look like. Yeah, so they're like a cross between aliens and mushrooms, I think. That's probably like a... Right. Because they've got a very funny, mushroomy looking head. And then you come across a really big one, which is the Celestial Emissary. Is that correct, Jay? Certainly is, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. this, the, I mean, the spoilers, I guess, but the main sort of backstory of, uh, of Bloodborne is aliens. Yep. Essentially, aliens... Is the reason why everything looks the way it does, and the hunt and everything, the beasts—it's all aliens. Yeah, because the ancient one—is it the ancient one? What uh, are the ancient ones? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ancient ones are just aliens, isn't it? Yeah, they came to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Came to this realm. Yeah. And uh, and did some things, <laughs> affected the way that the blood is and everything. And yeah. Yeah. All what very, what was your confusing. thoughts, Jay, on 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 aliens being the source? So, Awesome, fucking awesome! I love it. They did something weird, you know. Sure. Did something it, different. It's crazy that it's the case, Jay, because obviously so much of this game is is primal, like beasts, blood. Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost opposite to aliens and now like cause it's innate. Does that make well, sense? It's funny they actually expand on this in. Oh man, I keep going back to Elden Ring, but that's the reason why Elden Ring is so fucking good. They expand on this in Elden Ring heavy. Aliens. Kind of, but in a very inadvertent way. In a way that, unless you actually knew anything about the boss, you would have no idea that there were aliens were even involved. Sure. It's kind of like one of the. There's a. Uh, I don't want to say too much. No, nah, don't say too much. Don't say too much. Don't say too much. Um. It's good. They make it obvious, but not at the same time. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Like again, you'd have to watch video essays about it to be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure. That's why that happened. Okay. Cool. Like if you really think hard about it, you'd be like, "Oh, aliens, that makes sense." But it's not. There's not necessarily aliens. It's more like um, outer planetary um, uh, occurrences. I guess is probably the best way to put it. Sure. Probably. We'll go with that. I don't know if you also know that the um, who's the woman behind the door in the first bit you're in. The uh, clinic. There's a woman. There's a woman with an eye, doesn't it? A silk, a and silk. You can like see a very, very sliver of her through the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you move the camera in the right, yeah, she becomes um, an ancient one, right? Or she becomes an alien. She was an alien the entire time. No. So apparently, no. am I got that wrong again? Like, no, no, you're right. You're right. But basically, well, no, she didn't. It's Sefka. It's Sefka's clinic. Yeah. So, so yeah. So basically, she was regular, but she got like infected with an alien or an alien like killed her or something right? yeah so like you can that's right like her her storyline can go a certain way depending on what you do in certain times or whatever. yeah so like if you at some point there is like a imposter that takes over from her and she yes that's what it yeah is, and yeah. she asks for like different items from you but yeah. then if you, i think if you give her the items or or you ignore her or something she tries she gives birth to 
uh, a great yeah. one. Uh, is it a great one, ancient one, whatever they're called? Yeah, well, because that's where you get the umbilical cord from. For there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we spoke about. Yeah, that before, that's yeah. yeah, that's a interesting. Um, Again, like in sort of injecting that alien stuff in there, quite genius. Yeah, they give you more than one clue, basically. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. Um. Well, that that does move on to a. How do you pronounce this, Jay? Abritius, daughter of the cosmos. Abritius. Give me a minute. Abritius. Ebritius. Uh, Ebritius. Yeah, so. Never really thought about that one before. Actually. It's funny because the, the word is actually spelled Ebritus. Well, it is Brie because like the cheese. Sure. Ebritus. Ebritus. Yeah, so this is very much, Jade, the, the kind of... I think this is alluded that this is basically one of the main causes of, of the whole problem of the game, right? This um, creature... Um, being held in secret by the church in the in the in the upstairs in the attic of the cathedral ward, ultimately. Mm, oh, I remember this one. Wow, that is such a good design. Fuck off. A horrific-looking creature. If, uh, yeah, it's almost like slug meets dragon. Right. Meets octopus. <laughs> it's kind of what's going on here. Yep. Meets like yeah, like some sort of sea creature, really. Although I will say, very similar uh, assets to the um, amygdala from before. Sure, I think that's part. I think that's on purpose. To be fair, yeah, I think it is. I think that a lot of the uh, bosses in this, or a lot of the sort of similar creatures, are from maybe the same origin, cut from the same cloth, as it were. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, they're all part of the same alien organism, so that's probably what it is. Agreed. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, um, next up, Mikalash, host of the nightmare. Yeah, this one definitely stuck out for me. Go on. Um, I had a this like this one was a bit of a pain. Area, right? Yeah, it was a bit annoying. Yeah, this one felt like we were just going through a maze of bloody. Oh my god! Yeah, it is a real maze, and also Jay, this area of the nightmare was was hard. I thought getting up yeah, to Mikalash is hard. Enclosed. Have to get up there, yeah. You go up the like the so. big steep hill, then there's a spider room full of spiders. I seem to remember there being some sort of like hidden story here as well. Go on. Where like I think if you don't kill him or if you kill him in a certain way, like something changes. Hmm. I could be wrong. I could have swore there was some sort of like weird sort of secret thing you could do with him, but I could be way off. Yeah, this was uh, <laughs> this is a great fight. This is a great fight. So basically, uh, Mikalash is a crazy fight because, like Jay says, it's like a maze. So you're 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 in this like almost looks like a desolate library mixed with a hospital ward in like yes yeah yeah and like he's basically transporting through mirrors and stuff and he's got a fucking tentacle arm that he whips out at you, which is a pain in the ass. And he's basically like trans. He's he's like. He's, he's transporting himself, so you lose him quickly, and then you have to basically try and corner him um, and take some of his health down. And then there's a second phase where he goes to this whole other area. You've got to travel up these staircases where there's other enemies, and then you get to the second phase, and it's the same again, basically. There are some opportunities to jump down on him and do a good amount of damage, yeah, too. That's, that's it, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's... I felt like this was... 
one of the hardest areas and boss in the game personally i don't know what he's, you think uh, he's sort of one of the only bosses i remember where you kind of have to relocate a lot <laughs> yeah like most bosses sort of stay in one area but this guy you have to move around between different sections quite a bit i guess that's like a new way of playing a boss too isn't it yep but yeah, I well, agree some with that. bosses do do that where you like take half their health and then you have to fight them again like second phase in another 20 minutes because you have to get through the rest of the mission to be able to get to them again that kind of thing sure it's like that but closer together yeah I would say yeah so uh, he's a, a notorious boss actually in the game great design there it's like a cage on his head that's so cool and then Jay we get to the end of the nightmare uh, the nightmare of Mensis which is Murgo's wet nurse so this is where <laughs> yeah. you really feel like you you are getting towards the end of the game here. Um, mm. You are getting towards the end of the nightmare and you are essentially concluding the nightmare with the death of, of Mergo's wet nurse. Um, again, I think Mergo is an ancient one or... Oh, I feel like I'm saying the fucking name. Are you sure they're ancient ones, Jay? I feel like I'm getting the name wrong. Um, ancient one is the correct term, yeah. Is it, though? Yeah... Great ones, great ones. It is just great ones, isn't it? Okay. Great ones. I feel like ancient one is used somewhere, but maybe not for this. Yeah, it's, it's one the same, and it? it's one of the same. But Mergo's wet nurse, Jay. Jay, this this boss is um obviously towards the end of the game. I feel like Mergo's wet nurse is a memorable boss, but basically gets overshadowed by German and Moon Presence after after it. I don't know what you think. Yeah, there's, again, Elden Ring, similar sort of situation. There's bosses right before the end bosses where it's, like, overshadowed a little bit. But I feel like Elden Ring spaces them out enough where it's kind of like, oh, he's actually fairly memorable. Mm. To us, Mogo's one there's to me, was pretty memorable. I think the fight probably seemed like maybe one of the most, how to put it, I'm watching it again, I'm kind of like, it was pretty visually appealing. Like, the animations, I think, were a lot cleaner than most boss battles. It probably had one of the most better animated models in the game. Definitely. From what I'm looking at. Mergo's Wet Nurse looks like a, sh- like a hooded figure, um, probably about seven foot, and it's got, like, Ooh, ten arms. More than seven foot. Fuck oh, me. really? We're talking, like, 14 feet. Here. Oh, okay. It's at least twice the height of you, and if you're a six foot person. Okay. You know, and um, you, it's basically got like twelve arms, all attacking yeah, these swords. Loads and loads of arms, all with these sort of like scimitar mm. type curved swords, and it's got like black wings. Like it's almost like a black version of that boss from earlier, the sort of wrapped one, the sort of feathery wrapped one, but stood up on its back legs. Such a, I love the design of this one, like the sort of purpley pink aura that comes out of it when it like makes the world really dark and like the sort of giant necklace around his neck is genius sure yeah the animation of this one is really smooth compared to some of the other ones you can definitely tell they put a lot more time into this boss than other than a lot of the other ones 100 percent. great area too this big circular sort of mausoleum type area you got the moon in the background very uh very good level here it's um it's a very iconic scene it looks like you're at the top of a I don't even know, Jay. Like a small garden, like a. It kind of reminds me of like bayonetary type thing, actually. Sure. Very like yeah, bayonetta sort of has that very similar sort of like church gothic kind of 
concrete jungle kind of thing going on. Sure. Um, and then, Jay, we get on to the, the juicy stuff. As you say, <laughs> the first hunter, German, mm. in a wheelchair. But we're not disabled here. Yes. We'll, kill him, we'll kill him anyway. So spoilers, I guess. You, this is a boss that you see from pretty much right at the beginning. Who isn't a boss when you first meet him, but he is later. And he's. I thought Gammon was okay. Um, not too difficult. What What were your thoughts? Again, sort of like a, just a, more of a precursor to the end boss, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of like it sets you up for uh, having. It's weird. I feel like this boss is like the one that teaches you how to defeat the last boss, really. Sure. Just getting you used to it. What are your thoughts, Jay, on the the the, oh. the end the end boss being two three bosses sort of thing? Do, is that quite typical for Dark Souls games, or was this new? Yeah, or? you get that a lot at Dark Souls, where you sort of get like right at the end, there'll be like four or three to four to five bosses that are like one right after the other. Sure. I think it's more of like a almost like a marathon type thing. Sure. Where it just tries to keep you on your toes and really, really like makes you work for the end rather than being like, well, just one boss, there you go, all done. Yeah, sure. It really makes you work for it because usually, sometimes you'll get like an end boss where there's like technically four or five phases, but you're fighting two or th- two different enemies. So like the first boss will be like two or three phases. And then the second boss will be two or three phases. But if you die on the second boss, you have to defeat the first one again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that, that by the way. Too. It is frustrating, but it definitely, again, it makes you work for it. It certainly does. It makes it more of a challenge. It certainly does. Very annoying, though. But it, it makes you get better at the first boss. Because you, you have to basically defeat the first boss so quickly that you almost lose no health. Like, you actually have to get good, because if not, you're just not going to do it. Yeah. They do that in Wolong, I think, a lot as well. <laughs> they don't... That's not the case for... Is that the case then? So if you die to Moon Presence, you have to do German again? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I can't, can't remember. remember. It's definitely the case in Elden Ring, but um, I don't know about Bloodborne. Okay. I'd have to redo it, but I'm pretty sure that isn't the case. Well, the last boss of the game, Jay, not necessarily a boss you might expect, but it is an a, a great one, and it's Moon Presence. Um, mm. Yeah, what... Very alien looking. Very alien looking. Do you think slightly underwhelming from a last boss perspective, or? Hmm. It actually reminded me a lot of the Sekiro. Interesting. Uh, boss. Very similar to the Sekiro. Well, to be boss. fair, Jay, doesn't Sekiro open with like a flower field very similar to the flower field in the? Yeah, I think the whole point of that is yeah, I think that's basically an homage to this essentially. Oh, okay. I think it's exactly the same flower. Right. Okay. I think there's a link in that way. Interesting. Very it's interesting. funny, the uh, the moon presence is very similar to the gaping dragon from Dark Souls 1. You reckon? Yeah. If you look at it again, it's got the same chest. Sure. The sort of gaping, more similar sort of ribcage-y looking thing. Sure, 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 sure. Very similar. How interesting. Just a smaller version. Okay. Yeah, moon, pre- moon presence actually looks a little bit different to how I remember it. I remember it not really. I don't really remember the ribcagey part of it. I more remember the tendrils, but mm. uh, I wouldn't necessarily say underwhelming. Just um, I guess you could go more grandiose, but I mean, what's the point? You might as well go with something that just maybe 
at that point, the end boss kind of more wants to be more about the story rather than the aesthetic or, or how it looks or how it feels to fight. Sure. In this instance. Sure. Very different in some other Dark Souls games, but in this instance, I feel the story is like the main thing about Bloodborne. Um, everything else sort of comes second. Weirdly, even though it shouldn't, it probably should be. It should be a bit more. I mean, it depends on how you think about it, really. But um, it's all important. I, th- I, th- I do think that they really went heavy on the story on this one. Now, before we wrap yeah. up, Jay, um, if it's all right with you. Oh, oh, no, no, quickly. Um, we've got a few bits to talk about anyway. But the Hunter's Dream, Jay. We haven't even talked about that because it is technically a boss location. What are your thoughts on the Hunter's Dream, which is basically the uh, what would you say the what? Oh God, it's getting late in it. The hub. Yeah, the hub. Thank you. Yeah, the hub, fucking hub. Um, I really liked it. Yeah, no, it's genius that they come back to it for the final fight, obviously. Sure. Or the final fights. Yep. Um, it sort of does that whole sort of like flip of like you know nowhere is safe kind of thing. Right. Like even the what, area what where you think. Like. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like the hunter's dream is supposed to be like your sanctuary, right? Your place away from the danger. Right. When in reality, it is. I'm the one who knocks, you know, I'm the danger. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> kind of a situation. Is there a thing where the, you can do something with the doll, right? Where you can kill her early and something happens or something? I don't know. I'm sure yeah, there is. There's like a whole thing with her where if you kill her at a certain time or there's like, there's definitely like a, a side quest you can do with her, I think. Right. Right. I can't remember if there was something else. Again, there's so many like little hidden things in, in Dark Souls games. And for what it's worth, Jay, I'm gonna have to shout again out to the um to the trophy list for Bloodborne. So <sighs> so good, especially for a game like Bloodborne. And I don't understand how fairly easy. Yeah. Fairly like accessible. Exactly, which is what I love about it. Com- I say the hardest one is just getting all the weapons. Exactly. Whereas the other Dark Souls trophy list, Jay, are F effing nightmare. Yeah, no. Bloodborne definitely has the easiest one to get um, platinum on. I think Sekiro is fairly accessible. If you don't include DLC. Sure. Sekiro is, well, to be fair, you can get platinum without DLC, <sighs> which is one of the great That's things exactly about I mean. um, yeah, yeah. yeah, about trophies. Um, doesn't Sekiro, is Sekiro's trophy list fairly accessible too? Mm. I think Elden Rings is okay, isn't it? It's similar to Bloodborne, I'd say, in terms of like, having to collect certain things. Sure. But I'd say it's a little bit harder. As a game? to find them i'd say it's a lot you sort of find all the bloodborne stuff on your way whereas a lot of the uh a lot of the secondary stuff is out of the way sure okay like it's still along the path but you have to sort of really really look for it in comparison i say blood well secondary kind of feels like bloodborne but harder <laughs> it's almost like like Sekiro was what they wanted Bloodborne to be in terms of difficulty, but didn't realize that Bloodborne was actually a lot easier. So they were like, "Fuck it, we're just going to make the same game, but hard, like we wanted it to be." Do you think they knew, <laughs> in relative terms, how easy Bloodborne was compared to the other games when they made it? Uh, hard to say. Mm. Hard to say. Yeah, fair enough. Couldn't couldn't really give you much of an insight on that. I don't think. I think. Um, I think it. It seemed easier to me just because of how much I'd already played before, but to them it might have been just as hard as the other ones. I'm not even sure. Sure, sure. Well, Jay, I know you haven't played the DLC, 
But if you are able to look up a no. quick vid of some of the bosses from the DLC, I think you'll be pretty shocked at some of them. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've w I watched Max play through it. Right, okay. But, um, this was, again, a long time ago. So, while me and Jay are still awake, we've got... <laughs> oh, dude. Ludwig the Accursed. Um, yeah, that one is the one. Oh, my like, God. Oh, okay, I know that. I think Ludwig might be my favorite boss in the game and might be the boss I'm most scared of. One, because I got stuck on him. Two, because he is the most horrifying looking boss in the game, in my opinion. And um, and three, I think he might be the best boss. Mm -hmm. um, he's one of my favourites. So, I don't know if you've got a video up, Jay, but he's basically a... He's an old person turned into a giant horse monster basically mm -hmm. he oh god you know jay you remember we talked about spirit away and how you are yeah. petrified from the memory of when she sees her parents turn into pigs not a spoiler to start of the film when her parents turn into pigs yeah. right um or <laughs> the 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 scarring you get from watching along came polly and when he finds his wife oh my god oh my god the fact you had to remind me of that. Uh... <sighs> right. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's sort of... Forget about. <laughs> that's the sort of feeling I get when I think about Ludwig. I'm like, oh my god. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's he looks that terrifying to me. Um, mm -hmm. He looks... Ugh, just the horse mat. Oh no, I hate it. And then like half... No, well, sort of 45% of his health down. He brings out the Holy Blade, big style. Um, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it's hard, but I killed him. But Which the Holy Blade becomes sort of like quite a synonymous thing with Dark Souls, just with like Souls games in general. Like you can get that weapon in in quite a few of the Souls games, I think. Hundred percent. The Moonlight Blade, I think they call it another one. Hundred percent. Something like that. And then next we have launched the first Vicar in the DLC. Uh, this is all DLC. In terms of Ludwig, uh, so Lawrence, the first vicar, he's basically a cleric beast but on fire. Now, interestingly, Jay, you remember? Hang on, four out of the five bosses all begin with L, by the way. That is weird, isn't it? Ludwig, Lady, Lawrence, Living, and then the last orphan. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, also, in terms of the um, area for the DLCs, just in case Jay or anyone else listening was curious. Um, they are difficult areas, naturally. It's the DLC. The DLC is is pretty hard. Um, the the bit that strikes out to me, the fishing village isn't in the normal game, is it, Jay? Don't think so. Can't remember. Is it? I'm I'm losing the plot completely here. I don't think it is. I think yeah, I don't think it is. Anyway. So Lawrence of Vicky, first Vicky, he's kind of like a fiery cleric beast. And we move on to the living failures. A similar boss battle to the um, Celestial Emissary, but there's quite a lot of them. And they're each like part of the health bar. And they their yeah. range attacks are pretty lethal, so you have to take them out. Um, that's in the research hall. So the beginning of the DLC starts out a bit like a normal the normal sort of nightmare, but in Yarnum. So it's all a bit twisted. And then the research hall is this very sort of complicated, big, tall vertical structure. Um, and then you get through, once you like go up and down, up and down, up and down, through these doors, through these doors, you eventually get to the living failures. 
You then make your way up to the astral clock tower where Lady Maria is. Now, again, Lady Maria is one of the most notorious bosses in Bloodborne. She is um, a hunter and um, she's quick, man. She is quick. Mm -hmm. Her sword's coming out. Her pistol's coming out. She is super effing quick. You, You can really struggle on this boss. I think actually, prepared to try. Rory did it on his first go. I think, which is nuts. But yeah, um, difficult boss if you don't know how to maneuver against her. And then you basically move out of the clock tower back, which she was at, sitting there. You move out of it, and you're on you're on a water plane with a fishing village. And then you move okay. through this fishing village. God, I, I'm I hope I'm not getting my areas mixed up. No, you're good. Um, yeah, I hope. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so you go through the this fishing hamlet is what you're talking about. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, that is right. Yeah. And this area is again one of the ones that sticks out to me. Very hard area, and also furthermore, it's a long way between the beginning of the area and the last boss. So I think that's one of the reasons it's memorable. There's quite a lot to cover, frankly. Mm. And then um, you eventually get to this sort of um, sort of cave formation where there's um, uh, not even, a, well, yeah, NPCs. And you see them sort of in a praying position, not hostile, not moving, but just in a praying position. So you find more and more and then you eventually get to it where there's like hundreds in this praying position. And then you walk down. It looks like there's this sort of whale washed up on a beach, quite like Death Stranding, actually. It is very similar, yeah. And then that's where the orphan of Kos, Kos comes yeah. out of, of basically what looks like a washed up great one um, in a way. Yeah. And it basically uses its placenta of sorts as a lethal blade. Like hammer kind of club type thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like got a blade on the end of it. But yeah. yeah and yeah. And um, this boss <laughs> is nuts, dude. Absolutely yeah, he's going crazy nuts. the entire time. Um, he's not even stopping. He's just going and going and going and going. He doesn't. He doesn't let up. You basically got to just like hope that he doesn't hit you while he's swinging about. Basically, you aren't going to forget one facing this boss and two how this boss looks any um, at all. So, so yeah. So that's the DLC's bosses. So they're great. With that, kind of makes me want to go back and play the DLC. <laughs> you really should, Jay. You really should. Um, yeah, I'll, 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 I think what I'll do is once this game does get a PS5 um, relaunch or a HD remaster, I'll play it again. Sure, sure, definitely. Much like a lot of old games now, they kind of need. To, I need a, a new reason to be able to play them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have to say, Jay, like as sad as this is, when a game relaunches with like a fresh trophy list, that does actually motivate me to go back. A fresh trophy list, okay. Well, as in like you can get all the trophies again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, so that's it. We're we're very late. It's very late over here recording, but that's us running through our general thoughts on the Bloodborne bosses and areas of the bosses. Generally, we could talk about Bloodborne for ages. I'm sure, Jay. We could talk about other aspects of it. Maybe we will in the future. But if you like this new weird format thing, let me know if you want. If not, I'll just take your word for it that you liked it. Thanks for your time, Jay. Any final thoughts on any Bloodborne bosses areas before you pass out? Um, isn't there a, a fight with uh, a wolf in the clock tower? 
just like lying on a on like a bed or like a like a metal thing when they do autopsies and it comes to life am i getting that mixed up with something i can't say i remember that i'm pretty though. sure it's a secret boss i'm pretty sure because i know it's in the uh in the PS2 or PS1 D-Make Bloodborne. Sure. So it, must, it must be in Bloodborne. Well, there are some original content in that D-Make, Jay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I am getting it mixed up. That's all i got. I'm sure there's more, but I can't think of it right now. No, that's cool. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jay. We hope you enjoyed us looking at some of the Bloodborne bosses. Um, yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you when it is. Have a good resty day.